Shut your eyes. Can you imagine your future? Now, take a step forward. Are you ready to move in the direction of freedom, peace, and possibility? Welcome to The Way to the Top, where we will examine the process of where you are in life and where you are going. Your potential lies in the process, not at the top. Watch your life transform before, while on the way to the top. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? James here with James Gourmet Pies. And this is Latroy Woods representing Latroy Woods. And thank you again for joining us on the way to the top, where it's never about the top. Top's always just an illusion because you don't spend very much time there. But it's the process on the way to the top where all the magic happens, which nothing happens by coincidence, right? Uh, rather, I'd rather say everything's always coinciding in our favor 100% of the time. And that's how I met today's guest, uh, Nick, today. I met him at a market, and it wasn't by coincidence that we crossed paths. We have a lot of similarities with where we are and where we're going. Also, I have my business partner. Uh, and there's a lot of similarities in this room. But he came out from New Hampshire also, um, and so his name is Mark Maynard. But I'm going to let you go ahead and start this off, Nick, with telling your backstory because you can tell it better than I can. Sure, sure. Um, let's see here. Well, what exactly do you want to know? Like, um, just like the Logos coffee or a personal background? What's your story? What's my who, story? Who is Nick? Who is Nick? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, born and raised in Salt Lake. Um, went to uh, University of Utah. Um, studied urban planning, which is like a like a sub study of architecture. Um, and you know, uh, the reason why I got into city planning was through traveling uh, through Western Europe and South and Central America, kind of learning about communities um, and just how cities work. Um, they are kind of like a living organism. You know, everything influences, influences each other and everything like that. Anyways, um, so yeah, after college, moved to Denver, um, got a career in city planning, um, which was super cool for the experience, um, but kind of realized that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. It wasn't um, as fulfilling as I thought it would be, um, basically sitting in front of a computer all day, um, pushing permits wasn't my idea of a, you know, utopia, I guess, in my world. Um, so, um, basically met a ton of entrepreneurs, however, being on the other side of the planning desk, uh, coming in, you know, applying for business permits, um, and stuff like that. And kind of just got inspired, like, wow, like you guys are really doing what you want to do. You know, you kind of just chose a field or like, um, you know, whether it's a restaurant or, um, a clothing store or a coffee shop or a coffee grocery or brewery. Um, anyway, so, um, moved back, well, decided through, um, meeting people in coffee, which is kind of weird that I met a bunch of roasters kind out there. Um, Denver has a huge coffee community. Um, and I found it, the community aspect was very fascinating to me because there were roasting competitions, barista competitions. Wow. It was just the whole world of that I had no idea about. And I actually thought it was kind of silly at the beginning because I was like, barista competitions, that's kind of <laughs> silly, but it's like legit, like 
Hardcore. Uh, hardcore, yeah. Like you can YouTube it. Like these guys are, yeah, legit. But um, yeah, met a buddy that um, was a coffee shop owner uh, in Lodo, which is kind of like the downtown district of Denver, and just thought he was so cool. You know, he's so inspiring, um, and kind of wanted to do what he was doing. Uh, he had a little roaster in his garage and basically just kind of shadowed him one Saturday. Uh, and it was just really cool. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to move back home to Utah and I'm going to, I, I kind of want to do what these guys are doing. Um, so I took out a small business loan when I moved back, um, bought a roaster, bought some small coffee equipment, um, enrolled in some coffee courses through the SBA, the specialty coffee that we can. Um, learned for about a year um, and learned a ton and became a coffee nerd. Um, what did that initial investment look like? So the initial investment um, as far as like the assets that I obtained. Well, like that's the SBA loan that got you going. Oh, um, okay. So the, it's called the Utah Microloan Fund. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. So yeah, got qualified to them um, and got some money. And decided farmers markets was a good mm-hmm. um, avenue to start, just because of one. I still like it. Like you meet so many people, like you guys, and it's just every all of these entrepreneurs are all meeting in one spot, and a bunch of people go to these things. So you're just going to meet a ton of people. It's mm-hmm. great networking. It's great to get product out. Um, and Utah has a ton of markets, you know, mm-hmm. really good ones. Too. Yeah. Um, can I, can I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Utah Microloan Fund. So for everybody out there that don't know what a microloan fund is, I got approved for over $20,000, 3% interest rate, and my credit score at the time was like a five something. So a microloan fund is a great resource if you can't get approved through banks uh, or traditional funding or you don't have a rich grandfather. Uh, the thing is, you have to pitch in front of um, people, six yeah, people, yeah, panel of investors, and the investors are like bankers and stuff like that. And you got to really sell yourself, mm-hmm. you know. You can have a bad credit score, but if you have a great plan, you can go get funding. So, sorry, I didn't want to. No, I'm that. glad you did because that that was a big, just a turning point mm-hmm. for what I wanted to do. Yeah. It was kind of like, wow, I can actually do this. Because um, I don't have a rich grandfather. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the rest of that story is basically just been doing farmer's markets. I've gotten into a few retail outlets in Southern Valley. Um, and that's pretty much it so far. Um, I guess personally, I'm a musician. So mm-hmm. I'm in a, a local band um, and we're recording our debut album right now. And uh, and we're pretty stoked on that. Um, we play at like various places around town, like bars, restaurants, and stuff like that. Um, cool. Living yeah. life on your terms. Yeah, exactly. And I'm having a blast doing it. You know, it's like when I think back to, um, you know, this job at had or in city planning, it was like every morning, it was like, oh, like this is cool. It's making a paycheck. It's great. You know, but like, am I really passionate about this? And that was the my biggest thing was um, I didn't feel like 
proud about it. I didn't feel too proud about what I was doing. And it just seemed like I, I was very capped. I could only go so far. Right. You know, and it, a lot of these people were on the trajectory of like, well, then I'll get my master's and then I'll get my, you know, or so on. And it was just this negative. It just, even if you did get your master's, there was only so far you could go. Mm-hmm. And not to discredit that avenue of career, um, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I kind of, thankfully, I figured that out, you know, and I'm doing what I'd like to do. Um, a goal for the future with Logos is to open a coffee shop shortly. Um, I just acquired a business partner who's helping me kind of take the next step and move it forward. Um, and as I grow my time. So. Great. I have a couple of questions for you, Nate, if that's yeah. all right. Sure. Today's really about bringing value to you, right? Because we could talk amongst ourselves all day, yeah. but that really doesn't get you very far. Mm-hmm. So I have a, two questions for you. The first one is Logos. What does your company mean? What is your mission? What does it stand for? Sure, sure. So Logos, um, and forgive me if I explain it wrong for, you know, you know, theological dudes out there. Um, well, it's about what it means to you. Right? What it means to them. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you simply just Google what this logos means, it, it, there's a biblical meaning, and then there's, like, a Greek form of argument meaning. The biblical meaning is um, the word. So, um, directly translated in Greek, it means the word, um, which is in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1. Um, in the beginning was the word, but in the Greek language, it says the beginning was logos, mm-hmm. which directly translates to Jesus. So, anyways, yeah, in my you know personal journey, I become a I became a Christian a few years back, and um, for that time, I felt like it was like a cool thing, you know, it's like a, such a cool word, and I wanted that to be part of my business. Um, and also, logos means logic as well. So there's like a um, logic, discourse, and reason is kind of the three big words that it means. Um, so it's like a Greek form of argumentative speech. So um, there's logos, ethos, and pathos. Um, so I mean, some of the great orators in the past and you know in time have used logos as a form of argumentative speech, like Barack Obama. Um, where some other orators use pathos, like. Um, Big influence, you know, big movement influencers through like emotion, pathos of like emotion. So, like, not a good example, but like Hitler, <laughs> you know, will use pathos, emotion, you know. And then there's also ethos, which is like ethics. Um, I can't think of an ethos example off the top of my head, but there are those as well. So, it's a form of argumentative speech. Um, so, uh, logos, what it means to me is obviously my personal beliefs. Um, and also, I wanted my business to be built on type, some type of logical um, reasoning and stuff like that. So, All right. thank you. The second part is we got to hear what you've done, what you're doing, and where you're going. But who is Nick? Who is Nick? Um, I am. Um, I'm a passionate person. Um, you know, when it comes to. Um, any type of hobby or anything like that, or, or, or even field that I've explored, um, even in city planning, I was really passionate about it. Um, at that time. um very passionate about music. Um, also I'm, um, just very driven. Um, every day I wake up and, um, I think it, it's just 
I have to get stuff done type of mentality where it's like there's only so much time in the day and I, I want it to be as productive as possible. Um, but with that said, I do like my chill time, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, like refresh, recharge. Yeah. Um, so I like to get up in the mountains and, um, you know, hang out, sit by a stream or read a book or something like that. Um, or just put on my headphones and some music. So my question, because here we talk about the gray area that everybody else doesn't talk about, which are the process, right? Mm-hmm. And the process, me and Latroy always butt heads. He calls it fun. I think <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because as a Christian, you understand the Bible says you got to take up your cross, mm-hmm. and those who follow him will be persecuted. Sure. So there's a lot of darkness that comes before light. And when you decided to become a Christian, mm-hmm. what did that look like? Were you raised in the church? Was yeah, that- yeah. So um, I was raised a Christian. Um, you know, I went to a Christian um, school growing up in middle school, um, grew up in youth groups and stuff like that. However, it didn't really resonate with me. Um, you know, it was just didn't really resonate with me until I turned 30. Um, unfortunately, it, it took that long um, through a lot of mistakes. Um bad lifestyle choices and you know it's like a lot of partying and stuff that wasn't productive you, you know it was kind of just like you know what am I doing I, I kind of wasted my 20s to feel like a little bit but that's okay we're all on our own path um into the process you know so um yeah I think it just took a, a little bit of life um for me to get to that point where it's like you know there's something beyond this life yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's um um, you, you kind of just have to think beyond that a little yeah. bit and how you live your life and, mm-hmm. you know, how you treat others and how um, you treat yourself. What does the process mean to you, Nick? Mm-hmm. And do you have a process? And if you do, what does that look like? Um, so a process, having trouble thinking about that. What? Like the, the process. So we talked about this process. There's this, this area when James was talking about this gray area. There's this area that is we're going from where we are to where we're going. There's this space that you have to figure yourself out. Sure. And what does that mean to you? And if you have a particular process, how does that help you in your business and personal life? I think my process is education. I think there's a lot of, um, whether it's in, you know, in my world, it's coffee or business. Um, you know, I went into this, with zero business background. I had no idea. I still don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants a little bit, but um that won't change. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's uh I think my process has a lot to do with education. Um, I'm trying to learn as much as possible um about my field um and how to operate as correctly as possible. So the long term, you know, yeah. um, and through acquiring this new business partner, I'm learning a whole lot, which is a big reason why I brought him along was helping with the business side of things and marketing and stuff like that. Um, so I, yeah, just education and putting yourself out there. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, a, it may not seem like this, you know, over a podcast, um, but I am a very shy person. And so um, I have, it, it's been, a huge growth process for me as being shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit more introverted, so 
going to these markets for, you know, for example, it's a little bit more for me to, and I've talked to Latroy a little bit about this because we're ne- next to each other at Park Silly, but, you know, it's like watching him interact with customers. I'm learning from you as well, you know, um, where I'm not one to spark a conversation or I kind of, I kind of have to let the other person start the conversation where it's, until you know recently in the past few years i've been learning to engage and um Um, so there's a lot of that going on in the process too um it's stepping out of you know my little circle and i like that you describe education and information yeah right because those are two different things right education is you reading the books Find, finding what the greats did. Um, the information is when you're out there in the field yeah. and you're like, uh, what do I do? Yeah. I don't like to talk to people, but I need to learn that I have to that I do because they have what you want, which is their money in your pocket, mm-hmm. and you have what they want, which is your coffee. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, in order for sometimes for people to get that exchange, you have to sell them on that idea. Yeah. Right. Um, so in a lot of the greats, the billionaires are introverts. Yeah, um, you true. don't have to be an extrovert, but you do got to be that well. Yeah, yeah. yeah be, I mean, when you're in your shell, it's no one's going to know about you. There is some sort of step, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, information and education is. Yeah, maybe we could dive a little bit deeper. I'm really interested by your story, Nate. Mm-hmm. Your mission. Why Logos Coffee? Like, why do what you're doing? Like, what's the purpose with this? Yeah, so, like, I would say my purpose is going back to city planning. So, indirectly, I kind of wanted to correlate the two. Because, obviously, like, I have this background in city planning, you know, that I learned in college, which I was super passionate about social spaces. Um, bringing people together. Um, is that like economics or? Um, it, well, it's it's a it's architecture. So it's um, well, this at least at the University of Utah, I was in the school. So there's somewhat of a correlation, but there is a lot of economics involved as well. Okay. Um, but like in city planning, a lot of it is um, local government. So bringing in, I guess, yeah, from an economic standpoint, bringing in a business that can bring in tax revenue, mm-hmm. or you know, or or bringing people together, or you know, there's zoning involved. So I, I worked in the zoning departments okay. Um, okay. and stuff like that. So there's a lot of order that goes on in cities that the regular, you know, citizen wouldn't be aware of. You know, right. all the thought that goes into even just like this building where there was a lot of thought put into it. All yeah. You know, anyways, um, so I wanted to correlate city planning somehow with you know, like my coffee business. Um, more specifically, the coffee shop that I'm working on opening, um, bringing communities together, kind of having like um, a um, incubator type space where you know, kind of like back in the day, the great thinkers got together, they met in social spaces to think and you know, like come up with ideas, you know, um, revitalization, renaissance type things. Um, so that, that I would say that's kind of the mission, you know, is. Um, bringing people together. It's a, a comfortable space. Um, and, you know, have, having my product stand up to that, I guess. Um, Cause we're such a divided world right now. It's like, it'd be cool to have a 
you know, be part of that fix a little bit. I'm just like, it'd be great. You know, um, you think and, like network marketing. Um, okay, so like business, yeah, but also music. Because oh, I'm right. a musician, yeah. so I want there to be live music, obviously. Um, uh, but also, yeah, like meeting rooms for business. Um, you know, like one thing um, would, would be cool is if like people would interview like this interview. Where did you come up with your idea? Well, we met at Logos Coffee. And that's where it happened was that's where the magic happened, you know, type of thing. It'd be cool. Or even like romantically, you know, like, oh, where'd you meet your wife or husband? You know, it's like, oh, you met at Logos Coffee. You know, but also a space where like churches could, could be where they yeah. can't afford to have a space or something like that, or um, you know, or some type of music lessons, like guitar lessons, or I don't know. Obviously, I'm thinking large scale, like I, I can't do everything, but you know, all things I've got. Yeah, oh, like a place of creation. Uh, sorry, creation, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you meditate? Do you get to a point where you just quiet mm-hmm. your mind? Is that what you do by the stream? Um, by the stream, I do it when I drive. Um, so you know, obviously like praying and stuff. Um, but also like, you know, you keep hearing the science behind breathing. You know, and I've been really trying to apply that to my life because I do have a lot of anxiety that I've battled through my life. Um, and so just I have no idea why. I'm just an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Breathing actually is really cool, you know, like the whole, um, I don't do the Wim Hof thing. Have you guys heard of Wim Hof? Yes. Okay. I, I, I don't do yeah. his, it's a little extreme. <laughs> I don't maybe go that far, but um, Dr. Andrew Weil, have you heard of him? He has a really cool breathing technique. He has like a big beard. Um, and so he, he has a really cool breathing technique that I like to do uh, when I drive or, or yeah, or sitting in nature. Um, but also just and not even meditating in nature, just being in it, you know, being in it, there's some sort of replenishing yeah. thing that goes on. So we got a break coming here in a minute. So I believe all conversations start to surface level. Uh-huh. And now that we've kind of touched on a lot of the stuff, surface level, outside and inside, uh-huh. if you're willing, maybe we go a little deeper into cool. What Nick is doing, uh, who he is, and who he's becoming, and see what that conversation looks like. I can't wait to hear your coming to God moment. Yeah, you know, we've all grown up in church or heard about yeah. God, and it doesn't really make sense to us until we get to that little last rope, <laughs> and then for sure, we're like we really don't know where to go, but we were taught to just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I uh, can't wait to hear uh, about that when we come back. Um, how do people get a hold of you? Um, they can get a hold of me, um, you know, through my Instagram, Logos Coffee Co. Um, that's probably the best way. It's honestly Instagram. I, I check that pretty often. Um, or my email is nick at logos.coffee. Yeah. All right. Well, um, when we come back, like Troy said, we'll dive a little bit deeper into um, the process. Um to 
The process isn't a choice. We will be waiting for you at the path on the way to the top. Thank you for joining us today. Shut your eyes. Can you imagine your future? Now, take a step forward. Are you ready to move in the direction of freedom, peace, and possibility? Welcome to The Way to the Top, where we will examine the process of where you are in life and where you are going. Your potential lies in the process not at the top. Watch your life transform before, while on the way to the top. Welcome back, everybody. This is James here with James Gourmet Pies. And it's LaCroy Woods representing LaCroy Woods with The Way to the Top. And we have Nick Nelson here in the room with us. Thank you for being here, Nick. Yeah, thank you. So we were going to go down that rabbit hole a little further. It sounds like you had your wheels turning on something, James, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, you mentioned growing up in church um, and then going through what I consider the fun time, which is <laughs> you know, uh, maybe the drinking, maybe a little bit of this and that and there. Um, but um, something must have clicked for you that, that was a pivotal point for you. Do you want to explain sure. what that looked like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, living in Denver, I was not home, first of all. So, like, all my family was here. A lot of my social network growing up is here. I did move to Denver with my two best friends. Um, so I had them, but we were kind of all going on our own little paths. I mean, we still hang out, hung out a lot and still do when they come and visit. But um, it was a lot of just kind of like, you're kind of on your own. You're kind of just like, okay. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, 26, 27, and I'm just kind of, um, and just blocked, you know, kind of just like, okay, I got this job. It's like Monday to Friday, you know, and, um, very lonely and just kind of just like, I just feel like I just work all the time. And that, that's like it, like that's, um, my purpose, you know, was like, I guess I, this is just what I do. I feel like an ant, you know, just kind of just like working away every day. Um, but you know, a lot of it, you know, a lot of partying and that can get lonely too, you know, just going out and getting drunk and just being over all the time. It's not like the most, like, you don't feel good physically, emotionally or spiritually, you know? And so, um, just, so anyway, so I moved in with a roommate, um, who was a Christian, um, and he was always like, gotta come to church with me man you know and i was like ah like i wasn't opposed to it you know because i've grown up i was like well maybe i should go back to church you know and like there are you can meet people there and um so i kind of started going with him uh to this church called park church and i kind of still felt like i didn't connect um but it, it was when i went to red rocks church um so red rocks church is like um the church well based in well based in denver but they have like austin location and like Oh, but I think it was there. Um, it was his name Sean, Sean and Chad. Um, and there, like, I even get the chills, you know, thinking about it. But, like, they how they spoke, uh, they just explained the gospel in such a simple, um, easy to understand, not boring 
way because I feel like I experienced that growing up. Was it just like boring, just yeah. like yawning, trying to stay awake in church? But with them, I was like, this is so fascinating. Like, and so they just got their point across, and it just hit me. It resonated, and so I think you know. I just wanted to go all the time. You know, yeah. it was just something about there was a magnet there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's basically it, you know, and, and I decided to move when I decided to move back home. Um, I got plugged in at Fresh Life Church, which is down from Salt Lake. Um, Pastor by Lusco is the main dude there. But um, I felt I where I felt like I belonged, you know, you made a lot of friends and like a lot of loving people and, serving in the community it was just like this is giving me purpose now like i yeah. i think that was you know back to like purpose mm-hmm. um and again like to think you know about like life as we know here on earth is a little bit beyond i mean it's way beyond what we know yeah. here and so you you kind of have to come to terms with that a little bit mm-hmm. um whatever belief you are you know um the for like what we know right now is very much temporary and we're, and we all know that we're going to die. And, you know, so you kind of have to, so maybe we can stay here in this part of the conversation for a minute, your walk with God. Uh So you're living this lifestyle right here before Uh now you've transitioned into a different way of living. What has this walk with God been like for you? Sure. So it's been rocky still. I mean, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I, I still, in a center, you know, and, and that's like a big part of the belief is like accepting that, you know, and yeah. knowing that he is our savior. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that the biggest thing is um, knowing the, the concept of forgiveness and the concept of life being changed, you know, like, um, like you, you know, um, your thought processes and your direction and knowing that making him the one that's in control over that you're the one in control. I think it's the biggest transformative thing for me because like um, when you, it it just takes a lot of baggage after that, honestly, like when you, yeah, when you think about that, where it's just like, man, like not like I can just give it, give it to God, you know, instead of like, oh, I got to deal with this. It's like, it's much easier. So I think that was something what would you say right now is a thing that's before you that you're moving through with your walk with God? Um, I would say um, that my business, I would say, uh, life. Um, I, having faith that he um, is in control of it and like kind of any decision I make that, you know, like acquiring a partner or, um, you know, just like in looking for spaces, you know, then like he'll find a bird space, not jump on the first space that I think is awesome or anything like that. Where it's like, think through it, you know, through a logical perspective, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, and pray about, it. pray about it and give it to him and he'll orchestrate it, you know, um, instead of being like in charge of it all, like trying to do it all on my own, you know, it's really hard to do it that way. So I would say that that's is kind of like next step. So would you consider yourself more spiritual than religious? Or uh, yes. You, you, um, and so, well, I, I, you know, depending on a lot of, so 
on the speakers that I listen to, I guess. I, I, you know, it, it's like, it's not, um, it's not like a religion, it's a relationship type of, you know, um, so I don't know. I'm not the one, I'm not like a Bible scholar. I'm not Bible scholar. <laughs> so you know, but that's at least no, the sort of that I heard. Personal to what you believe, your walk. Um, I think with each level in my life, I will say, mm-hmm. I'll never project anything to anybody else. Each level is for me a closer, a step closer to God. Sure. And it's also a step closer to where I'm supposed to be in business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I understand you hundred percent. But if we'd have had this conversation five years ago, it would have been different. It would have been a lot different sure. for sure. Um, because I had my personal encounter. Mm-hmm. And then for me, since then, there was no turning back or yeah. um, I knew it was real at that So um, I'm glad that you shared that with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's definitely like something we share. Yeah. And How would you say, Nick? You know, these are just things that get this curiosity and you're bringing up stuff inside of me also. Sure. Your thoughts and emotions, how do you deal with those? Um, it's art, um, you know, um, you, you know, like there, there's like different schools of thought, you know, non-Christian and Christian on like how, like your ego, you know, like I know that part totally has that book called The Newer, um, which I read and I, I don't know if I completely agree with all of it because there's some conflicting things with my belief, but, um, this whole like separating yourself from your ego and like, for instance, like not getting offended and kind of looking back at conversations and like kind of looking at it from a, you know, aerial view. Um, And so I think a little bit of practice of that is maybe stepping outside of myself or trying to sound super new but uh, stepping outside of yourself and kind of looking at things um, from an outsider perspective of like, why are you getting offended? Or why are you getting emotional or like sad or, you know, or they said this thing. So why are you hanging on to that thing that they said and kind of being a little bit more rational about it instead of just like being like, oh, like mad all of a sudden. So I would agree that you shouldn't own things. Like you shouldn't, once, I I think you should have feelings, right? Like that's normal. A lot of people will say, you know, you shouldn't have feelings about it or something like that. And that's untrue. Um, you know, even though you're fighting through it, yeah. you're going to have an interpretation of that, right? So it is what it is. And then there's interpretations of what it is. And I think that you can't just block out interpretations. And um, sometimes I'll post things on Snapchat or Facebook and people will say, you know, don't feel bad. Don't go, you know, oh, yeah. don't feel a certain way. And I'm like, well, if the son of God yeah. had feelings, yeah. you can't tell me not to have feelings. Right, yeah. Because he got to a point where he asked the people around him, what do they say about me? And then what do you say about me? So that lets us know as the reader that there was feelings there. Because yeah. Yeah. he could have just been like, I don't care what they say. I'm just kind of guy. Right? Yeah. But he had feelings, so we had feelings. Right? Right. Um, like you said, just not getting caught up in the hamster wheel. You're yeah, the and yeah. I think that's like the biggest, biggest thing for me is dwelling on things. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a that's a challenge for me is to not dwell on things. I, I just do. I don't, 
know, something was shown to me <laughs> this past month. You know, growing up as a male, I never got taught about my feelings, oh. right? Like, so it was just like, be a man, yeah. you know, like, do what you got to do, suck it up. And so it was something that was never brought to the conversation. It wasn't a skill that was given to me. Right. And so I never pursued it. Yeah. There was never no pursuit for becoming better. It was just doing all the time. This past month, something was shown to me, which was, a, it was like another quiver in my, my belt. Yeah. It was learning to express your emotions so that you can share your feelings. Yeah. Not bring your emotions to the table when you come to something, but dealing with them before I come to another human being. Oh, so yeah. I can dump all my stuff on them. Yeah. Sure. And that way, deal with it in my own way, whatever that is, in a healthy way. And that way, when I show up, now I can talk. I can have a conversation. I can share my feelings. Like and as a man, I've never been taught those things. So it's like, well, I'm talking about, wow, like, I understand why women talk about emotions all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. It is yeah. true. And sometimes, um, and I don't know if you've reached this part in business yet, but sometimes you're going to reach a part in business where you're moving and going so fast. You don't really have time to look at it for what it is. You just got to focus on fixing it, right? And people will always ask me all the time with all these fires going on around me, how do you still smile? How do you, you would never know that you're dealing with yeah. what you're dealing with sure. just by seeing you. And for me, it's planning, it's writing down, okay, what, is, what are my ailments? How do I fix it? And then, like you said, finding that quiet space or finding that moment in your car, mine's in my car as well. Um, where I know that I'm operating out of a lower level and to bring myself up for that 30, 45 minute drive. I might look like crazy person to everybody around me, but I'm in a place of worship. You know, I'm worshiping God and I'm thanking him. And like you, I still sin every day. And that's why we worship and we thank God for, you know, now we turn into a Christian Bible. No, but I know what I mean. That's how I deal with it. I'm telling you how I deal with it is when I know I'm operating out of that level, I just need to get into a place of working. And what worship does for me is it teaches me thankfulness, teaches me appreciation that I have these problems, you know? Sometimes, like I said, you go through things and it's all about your perspective, you know, your interpretation of things. So instead of saying, I can't believe all this stuff is happening to me, I'm thankful that this isn't happening to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> Still not fun yet. Yeah, like I tell you, Disneyland is fun. <laughs> Partying is fun, whether you want to admit it or not. It's fun it's in fun. that moment, especially when the when it's really yeah. turns out. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. right. Uh, when you have um, bills piled up and you have uh, staff coming to you from all different angles. And you're the head person, right? You, you know, there's no one you can really call. You're the guy. You got to figure it out, right? That to me is not the fun part, but you just go through it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then in the retrospect, you might look back and be like, "Oh, I survived that. That was cool. That was cool. awesome." Yeah. You know? There's going to be stories that go untold in the process. Yeah. But that's because that is something that you're dealing directly with the supreme being. You know, you remember them, but you might not always. Tell everybody about it, you know what I mean? Because you're living in the moment and it would take years to tell your full story. You know what I mean? So uh you know, Mark has been quiet this whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been letting yeah. this be speak yeah. up on this. This yeah. is right up your alley. Yeah. Who you are, what do you do? And and what is your what is your feedback on that? Well, first of all, let me just tell everyone that I consider myself, I title myself as a life improvement specialist. 
And what I've done is basically taken all my life experience and cataloged it and taken all the lessons that I've learned and then followed a path to become a life coach. But there's a lot of people that have a negative connotation, a negative relationship with life coach. So what came to me was the term life improvement. That's what we're all looking for, to improve our lives. So in any context, it doesn't even matter. To me, everything's energy. Everything's energy. And one of my mentors, and as, as we talked about God here, uh, and you set this up perfectly. We know how this works. Now, I had this question in my mind, and you brought it right around for me to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my mentors says that if you ask the theologian, they'll say God is. Mm-hmm. If you ask the scientist, they'll say energy is. And isn't that an interesting correlation? Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say it's the cause of effect of itself, cannot be created or destroyed, and is equally present in all places at the same time. Yeah. What an interesting correlation. Mm-hmm. So the question that came to mind as, as you were you were presenting this uh, was, you know, your experience as, as you've gone through this, as you've expanded into yourself. One of the things that came to mind, I'll just start here, is your journey from that place you expressed. Here I am in this job and I'm not happy. And I'm, this is this is an inspiring you almost feel your spirit withering in that place. And then you make the adjustment to go after something you would love. And the intellect has no idea what that process is. It's the heart that wants that to happen. So one of the things I've been inspired to ask you is, what have you learned about yourself in this process of becoming someone new? Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, yeah, I think that it's, um, hmm, that is a deep question. You tell me that Yeah, um, what have I learned about myself? I think, well, the biggest thing I think I've learned about myself is drive, uh, that I have drive, um, you know, because you can look back in retrospect and, like, look at your life and be like, yeah, like, you did that, this, and this, and that. But, like, for me to just jump in and, like, start a business and stuff like that takes a lot of drive that not everybody does. Right. And I, I, it never occurred to me ever in my previous career that I, this would even be something I would do. You know, like, I never thought, like, I want to grow up and be a business owner. Like, it was not on my path. But to know that I'm, like, one of those now is pretty cool. You know, that, like, wow, I had I can. I can like build something, you know. Um, so I think just just that I think I just learned about the drive, the inner drive and passion that I kind of had that was kind of you know um maybe always there, but I let it develop, you know. Yeah, yeah so so on this side of the playing field, right? Um, we're so used to getting paid for our time. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and in this, you get paid for your value, bring value to the marketplace, right? And that's an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. You're, you're so used to like, oh man, I could be working at Burger King and, and make <laughs> <more> money. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if you don't have that drive and the passion that you're talking about. Then you'll drop out. You'll drop early. out. Yeah. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Because you're motivated then by money as opposed to 
with your cause. Yeah. It's you know I mean? Yeah. If you're doing something and you're not getting paid, but you still love it, mm-hmm. then you know this is what you should be doing. You know, like, <laughs> I had a conversation yeah. yesterday, yeah. the day before, yeah. the day before. Passion is something else because you'll still keep showing up and people are like, man, you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah. But you're still showing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That passion. So I didn't want to just breathe across that. When you said the biggest thing I learned about was passion, right? And um, people think passion in a different sense, right? You have you have a passion about um, wanting, let's say, money, right? Most people, when they think of passion, they think, oh, they're inspired by money. But they need to know in this gray area, that it's it, that's the complete opposite. <laughs> and then you bring it back to Nick with logos, passion, the very etymology is suffering, and then things play to Christ. Mm-hmm. It does. The very word is. Mm-hmm. So, right? So, when you're passionate about something, you're getting right to the source of what we are. Mm-hmm. So, the very thing that you were made yeah. for. Right. And so, uh, you can stay in that place, and this is the answer. Like I spent most of my life, 25 plus years, looking for something I couldn't find sure. because it was myself. Uh-huh. I was staring at it every day. <laughs> I was looking for it out here. Sure. And I got lost. Yeah. I got lost deep in my lies in the outside world. Yeah. And uh, that come into God moment, right? It yeah. saved my life. It was something pretty profound for me. It was a moment of suicide. Oh. But that was the thing that got my attention and brought me back home. So I had a question for you, Nick. If you yeah. had a message, one message to give to the world on what you're doing, you are, that thing that you want to speak to everybody, what would that be? Um, I think, it, um, well, since we're, this is uh, a Christ-centered podcast, I guess, you know, this episode, I don't know if your other episodes are or not. Well, but, we wouldn't consider it a yeah. Christ-centered yeah. podcast, but it's just telling your truth. For sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, your truth and not the truth. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say from a... My message would be, well, I would say my message would be, um, uh, you know, um, well, there's two. I mean, there's the Christian message of if you just kind of um, surrender, um, so to speak, you know, um, in all areas of your life, ideally, you know, but if you surrender to God, like, and let him take over, you know, like, um, everything will work out, you know, for the, for his gift, you know? So like, um, so I think that would be the biggest message, but also the other message of bringing it back to yourself as well as like you, you can, and it's so cheesy and I, I hate when people bring this up, but I'm just going to say it because I'll just say it. (laughs) You know, you can do, you can do a lot of things you put your mind to. Like you, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest message I've just told anybody, really, um, is just do it. Like, mm-hmm. Nike, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, there's a reason why that took a million more dollars. Yeah. 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 You know, so it's like if you have an idea and a passion, let's do it. Like, see what happens. You know? How do people reach you? We're all we're the best ways for people to find out about your coffee, who Nick is. Sure. Um, they want to come see what this is all about. What's the best way for them to do that, Nick? Um, so, I mean, Instagram. Um, so, Logos Coffee Co. is my Instagram. Um, my website is www.logos.coffee. 
or my email, knit, N-I-C-K, at Logostock. And so for people here in Utah, what markets are you at so they can come check you out? Yeah, so I'm at um, Wheeler Farm Market on Sundays, um, along with the, with James Mermaid Pipes. Um, let's see here, Daybreak Farmer's Market, um, Murray Farmer's Market on Fridays, and then Park Silly on Sundays. Favorite? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm really liking the Daybreak community. I have shown a lot of love or gotten a lot of love from that community out there. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, we appreciate you guys got to check him out. Yeah. That's why I brought Nick on today. I'd asked him. Um, I resonated with you when we were at the market. So, you guys got to check out what he's doing. We bring people in the community, uh, real people with real conversations. So, thank you for being here today, Nick. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and sorry you didn't get a whole lot of time. To talk, we're going to have to bring you back on here. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. This is James with James for me, Mike. And Lee Troy Woods representing Lee Troy Woods, the way to the top. We'll see you guys next time. The process isn't a choice. We will be waiting for you at the path on the way to the top. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, <laughs>